Hello and welcome to Totally Tell Me, a weekly entertainment review podcast where we talk about movies, music, food, and fun. My name's Dominic Mercurio, and I'm here with Laura Weinbach. Hello. Hello. Ah. (laughs) You know, we're just kind of settling into this uh, nice... Nice afternoon. I'm sipping a uh, mimosa. I just came over to Laura's house and I was presented with some, uh, what would you call these? It's not... Um, it's a full spread, really. It's a full spread. <laughs> not it's really. not sushi, but you know, nigiri. it's... Nigiri. Nigiri. Yes. Yeah. Nigiri. I was, I'm on a kick. You're right on a now. kick. I'm, She's on a kick. I'm into buying sushi-grade salmon at store mm-hmm. where you can get a good amount of it for a decent price and mm-hmm. you can make your own nigiri. Mm-hmm. And you can also purchase their um, at their sushi c- counter where they're making sushi on the spot. Mm-hmm. You can just buy like the seasoned sticky uh, sushi rice from them, like a giant bowl of it for like $3. So I got that and I got sushi grade salmon and I made my own nigiri at home. And it's just amazing. It's absolutely it was delicious. Just, it was simply delicious. divine. I mean, I'm really in a state of zen right now, I will say. Um when, you know, it, we, when Dominic came over, I was like, well, we're first of all, you have called when I, when you called when I was on my way, cause I was running a little bit late, about 10 minutes late. Yeah. And then you called me and you were like, uh, where are you? <laughs> 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 Which is already a red flag. Cause I was like, why would Laura care if I was a little bit late? That seems kind of odd. And you're like, <laughs> oh, well I made you something special. And, uh, well, I didn't make it for you. I well, made it for we us. Made, we, you made something <laughs> special or, you know, whatever, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Anyways, I arrived and then there's just, just this, yeah, it's a spread, a spread of nigiri. Well, and, it was uh, basically six pieces of salmon on top of rice. I'm just going to fade out our music here. Savannah. We, by the way, we were listening, uh, in case you're wondering what that song was, it's Savannah by Anjay Classic Orchestra. Um, you can find it by searching traditional Japanese music on Spotify and then mm-hmm. scrolling about halfway down that playlist. I told Dominic he was going to have like a Japanese experience when he came here <laughs> and he's like, well, you should be playing some traditional <laughs> Japanese music. And I said, that's not a bad idea. It's the only thing that was missing. Why don't you look some up? And he's like, do you think they just have that if you just look that up on Spotify? I was like, yeah, probably. Sure enough. And so he looked it up and some of the stuff that came up was, um, well, we could show you. Huh? Like, do you want to just oh, play some yeah. of those funny things that we came across on the top of the playlist? I mean, it was like... I mean, so really what we were looking for is more of like an ambient kind of... You know, more of a Zen garden type of feel. Um, And I feel like some of the first things we were listening to were just... Well, actually, that was a good one. That was a good one. Um, not Zen garden. <laughs> now, this is not... What is it about this, that that feels not... Actually, this isn't the worst, but I think it's maybe about to get bad. Let's just give this a second here. Okay, just the melody and... Oh. It's too much. There's like too much going it's too on. Much. It's got like a really cheesy beat mm-hmm. and it just feels not traditional. Actually, the beat's not bad, but... It's, I mean, it's kind of... It's not. It's actually not bad. You know what? Now I'm that I'm listening to this... I'm not into it. All right, well, we're going to move it's on to not Ocean. It's not like... It's not chill. We're moving on to Ocean. Hmm. I'm okay with this okay, so far. Yeah, this isn't bad. It will not be good soon, I imagine. Right. I wish it was like this the whole time. Right. Maybe it is. The oh, ocean here. changes. <laughs> when you least oh, this bad. is still not bad. Oh, yeah, no, it's still... This is still actually... Okay, no, that, wait, that's no. a good one. I think Wait, that's a good are you sure? I don't know. Do you want me to skip ahead? Yeah. Let's just... We're skipping a minute. 
Wow. Still it's still not good. bad. It's still okay, not bad. You know okay, what? so Ocean. Ocean's good. High reviews. Okay, White <laughs> Reminiscence. Hated it. This is not good. Wait, is... what? Let's just try to understand why is it bad. Okay, it's like there's too many notes, and the way the notes kind of slur into each other is cheesy. Well, I also think that it just it's it's mainly like what we're looking for, which is we just wanted a nice ambient feel to this. But meal. even if I wasn't looking, I wouldn't like that. And I'm trying to understand why, and it's because it's cheesy. So that's sort of been our review of. <laughs> <laughs> That's been our anyway. review of traditional Japanese music playlist on Spotify. Um, now, if this is the first time you're listening to Totally Tell Me, which is, that's a, it's an odd time to jump in. This isn't uh, normally how things go, but normally we do have a guest. But today, it's just going to be me and Laura. We're just, uh, we're hanging out with each other. You know, it's been a while that we haven't old done an episode. Old school style. This is old school, yeah. Though, frankly, even from the jump, we basically <laughs> went straight into guests. No, not straight. I think maybe I had like one or two no, the, episodes remember the first one wait oh but we didn't even publish did the we very, not publish the fr- oh <laughs> the very like first one our being our pocky episode yeah we never published that because that wow. it was like a test run that was uh, like a test run of this mm, podcast. a little mm, little known fact mm, didn't know that there's actually been two or three episodes that have gone unpublished no snap yeah no no really? shit uh, but today we're going to be talking about um the end of the fucking world or the end of the effing world uh season two which just came out on Netflix uh, for any U.S. listeners, which is probably <laughs> exclusively. But it also came. It's a it's a British series that um, I was going to look this up, but I think it premieres on BBC Four. Oh, and I'll just chime in and say one of the main reasons we're just me and Dominic today is because not because we can't get a guest on the show, <laughs> but because nobody we know has actually seen this show. No one watches it. No one watches it. No one watches it. It's some bullshit. And now we, we did do an episode on season one, though. So we were already oh, trying. Yeah, we were already trying to spread the good word. And hopefully some of you listened to that episode and thought, maybe I'll check this out. And maybe you did. And maybe you loved it. Because frankly, <laughs> I and and, you know, I won't say my opinion on season two quite yet. But season one, fantastic. Mm. Like what a fantastic first season of a show. Pretty good. I thought it was great. Oh, it was good. Very good. Um, I, I totally it. loved it. Uh, and it's shocking to me that it doesn't have more of an audience because it's yeah. it, it's it's not even like slow or, you know, I feel like it's super engaging right from the jump. And I agree. I just, it, I, it doesn't seem like it's just getting a ton of press really mm-hmm. or a promotion, you know, on from Netflix. I mean, is it? I don't know. Well, it is to me, but I think that's because just because it. It, they know that I watched but it. But it's not even to me. Like, really? and I have watched the whole first season. Like, I, I don't, it's not, it wasn't really popping up in my first, mm. you know, few things that mm. were available on Netflix or whatever. So, yeah, uh, The End of the Fucking World season one premiered in 2017, and it was indeed on uh, Channel 4. Um, and now it's back with season two. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, we're going to get to it. We're going to get to it all later, though. We're going to get to it all later. But I will say, I already got something. I got something just on the tip of my tongue oh, right now. Yeah, shoot. To, Spit to, it out. to speak on. Um, here's the deal. Mm. I've been doing this deep dive. I just, I, I guess I'll just start at the beginning. My brother tagged me and Halloween was, was a, a few weeks ago. Um, so around mm-hmm. Halloween time, my brother tagged me in uh, like a, an ad on Facebook for this um, haunted house that is called the McCamey Manor Haunted House. Mm-hmm. And um, it's touted as the most extreme haunted house in the world. Um, and you watch like the little promo video and it's like 
people it's it, it looks fucking crazy and this isn't like a normal kind of haunted house where you walk through and just get like spooked or whatever this is like you sign a waiver so the whole kind of gimmick or whatever about this they can touch you the whole gimmick is you sign a 40 page waiver <laughs> oh my god um you it's free but uh uh in or oh and then and then the other gimmick is if you get if you can make it through you get twenty thousand mm, dollars and wow. already these are some red flags okay these yeah. are some red flags and I was like that's crazy and you watch the the ad I can show you this later you watch the ad and it's like people getting puked on and like oh people God. getting like spiders shoved in their mouth and like spiders shoved in sh- their mouth spiders are like crawling out of people's mouths and they're like oh they're like screaming and crying and like oh blood God. is all over that probably what? fake blood it, it's like it's to this level that you watch this and you're like no fucking way would I ever do this. You know, right. I mean, I watch it and I'm like, no fucking way. Mm. But I do understand the kind of intrigue and the appeal for maybe someone who's kind of like a, um, you know, like an adrenaline seeker. junkie, yeah, a thrill seeker to be like, well, I can do that. Like 20K, I'll get 20K and you can do whatever you want to my body for, you know, uh-huh. however long it's going to take. Uh-huh. Um, anyways, so I just, I was tagged in this and I just thought to myself like, that's crazy. And then, uh, I like sent it to um, I sent it to like uh, a couple friends of mine, Dylan, who's on this podcast, and I was like, "Lol, look how crazy this is!" And then they, Dylan, started doing like his little deep dive into it, and then he was like finding out all this like kind of darker things about what's really going on with this. Mm. And I was like, "Whoa, this is now taking an interesting turn." And then I was getting back into it, just wanting to like. So basically, hmm. for the last two to three weeks, uh-huh. I have just been obsessing over the McCamey Manor saga because it just so happens that I kind of discovered this at about the same time that it's now beginning to fall apart because like news is sort of coming out about the guy who runs it and him being like a really fucked up, terrible person. Really? So essentially... Wait, where, where is it exactly? So it started in San Diego, which is if you see a lot of the promo videos, you're usually seeing stuff from back when it was in San Diego. But he Mm -hmm. was sort of run out of town because it was like people were complaining and and, uh, claiming some like pretty intense things like uh, trauma and like having to go to, you know, like therapy or or, like Mm -hmm. claiming that he stuck them with needles or like inject them with drugs without them knowing or like all these kind of like really crazy things. And then he denies it, and then sometimes he doesn't, and it's like this really weird, murky kind of water of like, what is he really doing, and what is he just kind of like manipulating you into thinking that you're doing, because part of it is like you're blindfolded, and like, it's like, essentially, this is torture. I mean, essentially, when you start looking into it, which I did, I started to get like, actually angry about it, because I was like, this guy is basically duping people by like editing together this sort of ad that makes it look like it is kind of a haunted house. But ultimately what he's doing at this point, because now it's in Tennessee where he just has like a small property and he has like a fucking barn in his backyard. And he's like luring people to come now through these Facebook ads, claiming it's like this kind of crazy haunted house or whatever. But at this point, all the props are gone because his wife left him and the and the wife like had all the props or whatever. Hmm. And... um. So at rich? this point, no, he's very much not rich. Like really? you, he's like a, dis- he, he lives in a state of filth that is like beyond imaginable. It's like really disgusting. How would he be able to afford to give people $20,000? He's not, is the thing. Cause uh, no one's ever done it. Uh, That's like part of this whole, 
um, the whole advertisement thing is like no one's ever been able to make it through. But if you do, you get $20,000, which it sounds like an intriguing promise. But then when you actually start to look into it, in order to get through it, you have to last 10 hours. And essentially now what he's doing is people are going there and he's mentally and physically torturing people for literally hours and he's filming it all and and basically one of the first things you do is you just you get blindfolded and you get headphones on you and the headphones are just like screams and like whatever just like fucked up shit oh my god and he's like throwing you in the back of his van and then driving like around in circles and and basically just like you end up back at his barn but like i guess he's kind of tricking you into thinking that you're like going into the middle of nowhere or whatever Uh and then you he like throws you into the barn and he's like he's like throwing you in ice cold water and like just he's like screaming in your face and slapping around he has sometimes he has people helping him and like they're literally just like punching you and like oh my god they're like actually physically abusing you and then he's like mentally torturing you by being like you're 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 gonna survive this you're fine like you're fine everything's fine and like but then he'll like switch and be like oh my god you're almost dead like whatever i mean i'm not i'm doing a terrible job of kind of summarizing it but like he's just like verbally fucking with you the whole time Uh uh-huh and I watched some of these videos and they're just like, it's at first I was like, wow, this is, this is fucked up. And then I was starting to see ones that were like truly upsetting me. And they were like probably some of the most upsetting things I've like ever seen in my whole life because really? I can deal with like violence in movies or whatever. But like you're, I watched one where this woman was, cause you sign up for it. And then like, you're kind of, he just like, he just constantly keeps you there by kind of like almost, um, almost making you feel bad for wanting to stop, you know? Like, because uh-huh. there's a safe word, oh. but like, or a safe phrase. But even if you say it, like, he'll still be like, oh, come on, you can do a little more. It's fine. You're doing fine. No one's actually going to hurt you or like anything like that. And he's basically like preying on weak-minded people wow. who are kind of like, okay, I don't want to let you down. Like, he's kind of like making, he makes it so that you feel bad about like even trying to quit, you know? Uh-huh. And anyways, like I was watching some of these videos and it's like this woman was like, <clears throat> getting she she was like cutting off her hair and she's like please don't like she was like crying and like pleading like please don't cut my hair and he's like cutting off her hair and she's like bruised and i was just like this is some fucked up shit like this is basically this is torture wow. you know he's like torture and terrorizing people she said please don't cut off my hair please, she was begging and pleading and she was with like one of her other friends who was like so far like they were hours into this right wow. and the other guy was like so far gone he like didn't even seem like he was like there it was like this really disturbing sort of like blank face kind of like not even present kind of thing like just disassociated it was like watching how is this uh, even allowed to be on youtube or whatever right it's on youtube it's straight up just he on posted YouTube. it the owner he yeah he, there's a whole channel and you can just like how watch is this these allowed? videos because they sign away because they sign something but the thing is, but is isn't like youtube like censoring in some of the stuff i think all they would, all they really do is like they just can't be monetized or whatever like oh. so tech maybe he's not making money but i thought it was illegal to post stuff where it, like people are either being tort you know like stuff like that mm-hmm. people being tortured or right. hurt or whatever i guess right? not because i life? straight up was just watching these with like tens of thousands of views, i mean actually not i don't know we probably delete that i don't know if that's true at all i guess i just thought that they had some you know rules and regulations for content mm. posting i could honestly talk for hours about this but like yeah, and this guy is just allowed to do this. He, yeah, and and uh, because people sign a waiver. Because people sign this waiver, there's a Netflix. Doc, maybe we should watch the Netflix. Mm. It's like a 15 minute little mm. thing. I'll show you it after. 
Um, but if you're curious, if you, if you want to see like more on the tamer end of things, because there is a uh, an episode of Dark Tourist, which is one of the first things I watched that kind of got me intrigued about this. It's called Dark Tourist. Uh, there's only one season. Um, and in one of the episodes, the, the host, I guess the whole like gimmick with that show is he kind of explores uh, these dark things in in the world or whatever like he'll, he'll go to these places that like he does one on on charles manson and anyways he he does one on this manner and you see him attempt to go through it but he like doesn't get very far or whatever mm-hmm. um but it gives you you can see the guy and he's like doing an interview and you kind of get this sense of him because he's the thing with him is he's very charismatic and he like can have this kind of friendly aura to him that you can kind of see him manipulating you into like i mean not me but like i think he he has this kind of aura of like a Charles Manson where he kind of could convince you to do something that you wouldn't normally want to do, mm-hmm. you know, because he's kind of like friendly and like mm. his wife left him years ago and like she's now come out and talked about all the like disgusting habits that he like he doesn't brush his teeth and like, oh, my God, there was like this nasty thing where God this is like almost gonna make me vomit even to think about it. But what, like what? she was like she was like he would pick his nose <laughs> And then he would rub the snot onto his face and let it crust over. And then he would like peel the snot scabs, Ew. like the snotty little like skin off of his face and then eat that. Ew, that is so disgusting. Oh my God. And then he, she was just going on and on about all like the net, like he would use like a toe knife or something to like. Ew. To do what? For his crusty feet or something like and he just would he straight just never brushes his teeth and like lives in filth and oh my it's like God. fucking crazy. Pig. This guy is like he's a real I will say he's a real character. Wow. <laughs> and an intriguing one at that, but also <laughs> truly I think um should be in jail. But yeah. Interesting. I've just got that's that's been my life. <laughs> well, I'll get right into that. Yeah, uh, I probably um. talked too long about this, sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> But um, what's up with you? Well, <laughs> on a lighter uh, note. did Science Friday yesterday on NPR. That was pretty fun. Thought you were there. Yeah. And by the time this comes out, that episode will already be out. Oh, yeah. So oh, you should right. you should look up the recent live Science Friday. So if you're interested in hearing the Fox Hills Brigade episode of Science Friday or the Science Friday episode in which Fox Hills Brigade is performing music, um, listen to the one that was aired on Friday, November 22nd. And uh, mom's birthday. they talk. Oh, cool. Happy birthday <laughs> to Dominic's mom. Man. Um, there will be. Oh, wait, that's your mom's birthday. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Going out to a nice dinner on that day. Oh, so she's a Sagittarius. Or I guess so. I don't know what the uh, no, Scorpio, I think. Scorpio. No, but the 20. Yeah. No, that's cool. I didn't know that. I thought, I, thought, I, I done thought she was born in February. That's me. I know that you I'm were. born in February. No, I know. I know. But I just didn't know. You just thought all the Mercurios are born Something in, like in February? No, I know your dad's born in like September. That's true. September. Look right. at you. Mm-hmm. Look at you. Um, in any event, though. Yeah. yeah. Check it the, out, though. Yeah. It was The one so that we fun. were on was cool. I mean, they talk about face mites. That was nasty. Pretty interesting. Interesting stuff. We all have them. Don't and even try talk- to escape that shit because you can't. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, and AI, they're talking about. I was kind of interested in the AI I, conversation. I. They're um, talking about I. They're talking about I. <laughs> I. I actually don't dash me there. Were you, were you uh were you listening to like when they were talking about how um 
AI, like something that it still obviously can't do is what a true art, like like what an artist does, which is come up with an original idea. It can kind of listen to all of Bach or whatever and then make something that sounds like a facsimile of Bach, mm-hmm. but it can't create something new. And I, and I think that's a really, that's kind of like an interesting conversation to kind of have where I wonder if we'll get to that point where an AI could be an artist in a way, you know? Well, but can where you would like be a fan of an AI? Anything now? Hmm? Can any? They, there's a lot that a lot of people who say that humans can't create anything new. I think they're. I think that's wrong, though. I, I think we uh. all have our influences, and we all um, are drawing from stuff from the past. But I think what the human mind can do that an AI can't is then put an original thought into it you know what i mean uh-huh. like right it has to be programmed inspiration and imagination is something that obviously ai doesn't have oh, yeah i guess not uh actually right before we um went to the sydney goldstein theater yesterday where the the uh, science friday show was being um recorded mm-hmm. where we performed we were it was in hayes valley and we were out um hanging out on hayes street mm-hmm. because we got there early mm-hmm. and we went into this store on Hayes which is um it's kind of like the new Brookstone <laughs> remember Brookstone you know that, that store like that a... used to be at the mall or they had them at the mall and it was like all these like gadgets and gizmos and like technology yeah 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 well this new store this store that we went into is basically like the new Brookstone and it just has all these like kind of gadgets that you never knew you needed hmm. and one of them is a robot one of them was like this robot that resembles a spider like it has all these little legs and it's kind of round disc like and it's low to the ground and Mm. um somebody was like controlling it at the store when we went in there and i asked the store clerk um wow what is what is that robot doing and and the store clerk was like it does pretty much anything (laughs) (laughs) or no he's like pretty much everything i was like really i was like can it do dishes he's like no What does that even mean? It can do pretty much anything. I said, can it vacuum floors? He's like, not yet. (laughs) But (laughs) we're working working on an update. (laughs) And I was like, can it read books? He was like, no. (laughs) I was like, so what what it does it do? And he was like, well, it can move. (laughs) It can climb stairs. And, uh, you know, pretty much whatever you tell it to do, <laughs> so, like, but what does except it, for all the stuff I mentioned before. Is it like a, is it like a helper kind of thing or it just basically doesn't do anything. It just, it just like moves, moves around. Yeah. It just moves around. But like, is it like a, is it like an Alexa even, or something where you can be like, Hey, play my favorite song or I don't know what if it is even it does that. I, it just walks around. It seems like it just walked around. Can yeah. you put something on it and then it moves the thing around? No, no. <laughs> I mean, this is like a pointless. <laughs> it was like a pointless thing. Yeah. And it was just so funny and hilarious that the guy's first answer was like pretty much anything. <laughs> pretty much anything. <laughs> it was like. <laughs> Clearly not. And that thing cost, you know, around $2,000. And they Holy had like shit. every what? single thing there was just like ridiculous relief price you know they had like this eye coffee they had this you know this rechargeable like computerized coffee mug Hmm. (laughs) that was like two hundred dollars and you basically um it's (laughs) you have to charge it number Mm. one (laughs) to keep it hot or something is that well you can like program it to like set the temperature of your coffee and keep your coffee at the exact temperature that you want it to be for like three hours straight Mm -hmm. But actually, I bought um, a, you know, reasonable 
coffee travel cup myself recently. Yeah. It's actually pretty nice. It Wait, was $30. Yeah. And it keeps my coffee yeah. hot for like five hours. It d- yeah. That's what a thermos does. Right. We already designed that. Except this one, you have to like push buttons and tell <laughs> right. it what and to do. It and-, <laughs> and charge it. And like probably change the battery every once in a while. And it was just funny because it seemed like really complicated, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like over $200. And then that's there was, so ridiculous. There was what, what else did they have? They had all kinds of funny, stupid things that like you don't need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but one of them did look kind of cool. One of them was like this crazy desk station where it has like this chair that's attached to a desk, and the chair is basically like a dentist chair. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you know, it reclines, and but the so the like the kind of extendable leg part it curls under almost like a caterpillar like when you're not using it Hmm. and then when you sit on it you can kind of flex it out so that it's like a full bed and then you can lean back and then your laptop is kind of on this side thing and it can basically just maneuver all around so that you can pretty much fully recline and work at the same time (laughs) oh my god i mean it's just funny because it just seems like one of those kind of things that seems cool now but mm. i could tell in 10 years is going to seem extremely dated you know what yeah I mean? it just looks like it's gonna look well because also the dated. function doesn't even it's not that it does, yeah it's not like worth it in a way yeah yeah you know? it's not like that groundbreakingly right. crazy that it of what it's doing you right know? i mean enabling you to lay back and mm-hmm. be on the computer it's like solving you a problem that just, isn't really a problem that's what all of their right, products exactly. do yeah. <laughs> they tell you about problems you didn't know you had right or you think or they try to create problems in your mind it, it, I think it's that pro- it's uh, it's for people who are rich, obviously. Oh yes, who who will walk into that store and be like, "Oh my God, this is the solution." No, I swear there was Without actually this realize- really rich couple that walked <laughs> in there. They were totally like tech people, uh-huh. you know. And they walk in, and the guy's like, "Honey," because <laughs> I was looking. He's like, "I could totally fit this in the corner of my office," and she's like, "You should just get it." Oh my God! <laughs> I mean, the thing was like fifteen grand or something. Jesus! I mean, it was ridiculous. God, but it's it was so just, they crazy. were t- genuinely like thinking that they needed it. And then they had this bed that, that honestly just did not look very cozy. <laughs> <laughs> and one side was hot and the other side was not. And what I somehow it was, you know, operated using, you know, temperaturized, temperatured water. But it was not a water bed. Mm-hmm. It just like had a layer of water somehow surrounding it. And I don't know. That's but just weird to me. I saw the guy in there like trying to convince this family that they needed it. And the family's like, well, can we try it out? And the mom lays down and he's like, so this side has solar panels embedded into it. <laughs> I don't know if he said that, but something to that extent. <laughs> right. He's like, so that you can stay cool while he stays hot. I mean... This is nothing new. I've, yeah, you know, no, we've heard they, this type of thing. Don't they have... Sealy, Serta, Spring Air, and Simmons. They right. all have it. And they have the whole like soft and... Yeah, and, soft and hard thing. Yeah. And I don't know. He was saying things that I just thought, this is not new. And she was like, amazing. Amazing. <laughs> the woman was laying there going, that's amazing. Wow. <laughs> and then the, the family was just like so enthralled by the whole thing. And I mean, Suckers. Anton was just like... I mean, I actually didn't approve of him saying this there while we were there. He's like, this place is for suckers. <laughs> That's what he kept saying. He's like, this is actually for suckers. It is, yeah. Like, and most of that stuff kind of is. Do you know? But that, I said, don't say that inside the store. Do you know that store in Palo Alto, in downtown Palo Alto, that is um, uh, run by robots? Like, there's not a human person in the store. Wow, and, really? No. Uh, it's, it's like people who are working remotely 
are oh. inhabiting these like AI little robots that oh are walking around the store. Wow. And, and so like I walked in with, with a, a friend like it, this was a while ago. I'm actually not sure if it's still open because it seemed like one of those things that was such a fad that like I wouldn't even be surprised if it's already been closed. Uh-huh. But the only thing they sell is that which is essentially a robot that you know theoretically would go to your work and then interface with people and you could like remote control it to like move around or whatever it's Mm. just like you but you're at home and then like you have the screen so you can see what it's seeing and then people like see a picture of you Mm -hmm. you know so so like when you go into the store Mm -hmm. just this little like robot will come over and then like a face will pop up on the screen and be like hi how can i help you (laughs) it's just like wow and the whole thing is like, yeah, I guess technically you could just like probably steal one of those. But of course, you know, they would. but like they, no one is in the shop ever. But you can't steal it because they could see you and they would find. I guess they would. Yeah, they would find you. But or maybe they wouldn't find you. But that's the thing is like, it seems like. Couldn't you, you could, just get away? a loophole, you know, well, put on a mask. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Look, I'm not condoning this. I'm just saying it seemed to me. No, but if you stole one, they probably have like alarms in them or security s- systems in the robot that would, you know, right. be tracked. Right. You could track that. I'm sure you could. I mean, yeah, I'm not encouraging anyone to steal <laughs> them, but I'm just saying like it, it was, it's just like this weird. But people could at least fuck with them. You could fuck with them. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I wonder if they got fucked with a lot. They probably did. Maybe they're not even open anymore. Who knows? Maybe well, maybe someone did steal something. Apparently, by the way, the store that I went into in Hayes Valley is also a chain. Like it exists in a lot mm. of places. And yeah, like all of probably their products have little like iPads next to them that explain what they do and sort of why it's imperative that you get it. Um, all right. Let's talk the end of the fucking world. Season two. Okay. Um, so again, it's a uh, Channel 4 original that is... Um, uh, distributed by Netflix here in the United States. So if uh, if you're listening, it's already out. Please go watch End, End of the Fucking World Season 1 at the very least. And we're going to talk about our thoughts uh, on Season 2. We will not be saying any spoilers um, to begin with. So um, hmm. even if you haven't seen Season 1, I still think we could kind of just talk about if what we thought of this new season without kind of giving away any plot points necessarily. Um before we get into the specifics of season two but it's a pretty short series like both seasons are about three hours total the episodes are like 20 minutes each there's eight episodes each season um so roughly each season is about three hours so it's just like a long movie so i i would say just uh you know power through it power through it and listen back on what we have to say but we'll start with no spoilers again to just sort of brief on what it's about um it's about this young boy james who kind of has these like dark tendencies as a kid. He like, you know, kills little animals or whatever. And, and uh, in the beginning of season one, this is not a spoiler. It's like in the first five minutes of the series, uh, he's like thinking about killing a human for the first time. And he kind of meets this young girl, Alyssa, who um, they sort of have like a, a connection of some kind. And he thinks like, maybe she'll be my first victim. And then it sort of just goes from there. They get to know each other and they both kind of have these like strange things going on in their life, like a kind of dark past and you're sort of uncovering who they are and they kind of become like a duo of the, of the series. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so here we are season two. Um, again, let's, uh, I guess it's going to be tough, but we'll keep things vague and not talk about the ending of season one yet or like where these characters are at right now. 
but um let's just say like what we thought of season two and as it compared to season one in kind of vague terms so uh let's start with you laura what did you think of season two i mean it was fun but not as good as season one huh okay okay yeah pretty much pretty much what about you i loved it oh really (laughs) i totally loved it man i mean did you like it as much as or more than or not quite as much as season one um i think i was surprised at how consistent it was actually i will say i um as much as i was excited about this going into it i did not expect it to be able to match the quality of season one because i personally loved season one yeah i thought it's incredible and because of its brevity only being three hours for the whole season right um it just keeps such a consistent pace through all the episodes that you don't really feel like there's any downtime it's just like moving 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 and um so my biggest worry going into this was like are they going to be able to keep up that sort of really kind of lightning pace and exciting visuals and beautiful music again excellent soundtrack in the first season um and just like the acting and, and the writing and like are they going to be able to keep that up for a whole another season especially kind of given the events of the ending of season one like i was like hmm i wonder is this going to just them is this going to be them just trying to recapture magic and it failing and i was very pleasantly surprised to see season two and feel like man the laughs just keep on coming the exciting stuff just keeps on a flowing and um i felt like it was very consistent um shockingly consistent with season one it it definitely felt like there was a concerted effort made to not try to like redo the same things that they did in the last episode or not try to milk the same jokes or whatever you know what i mean like they were trying to keep it real yeah per se and new new but just all that said though i still feel like in general just the Mm storyline and like the characters in in season one i just found to be a little more compelling compelling Mm. Compelling. <laughs> compelling um beyond them overall though? beyond Alyssa and james yeah like just the, the all characters. the all the other characters yeah i mean and the whole plot line of season one was just a little bit more you know and captivating because it was new and well also because i mean there was just it seemed like a little bit higher stakes somehow it is definitely higher stakes i mean but in a way i mean there is this like impending threat well, I won't. I don't want to give anything away about season, season two, two, but I mean, there are high stakes in season two to a degree. It's just not. It doesn't feel as high stakes. No, I totally agree with that. I totally. And agree it with just that. because, and I think it it does have to do with probably the characters. I think this season is like more Fallout <laughs> rather than kind of like a new exciting adventure. It's more like what would realistically kind of happen next right, for them right based on what happened in season one right. and and i felt like it did a pretty good job of making that really interesting i um, guess season one though is just like the big bang you know what is, i mean yeah. it comes out with a bang and it's just like really awesome and this one it just that would just be hard to match you know what i mean but again stylistically and in executionally it was really good yeah i just didn't think tone- it was quite as not quite as exciting as season yeah. one I just felt like I was really impressed with them matching the tone so well. Like, it really just feels like a true continuation, not like mimicry. It it feels like, yeah, they're right back in it. I assume it's the same creative force behind it. Um, 
and it just really feels so consistent and the the new characters that are introduced specifically there's one character who's sort of like a main character in this one that i was actually pretty intrigued by and uh her introduction i felt was like pretty exciting um and even actually the way that this started felt like a kind of bold move how season two starts felt like a bold move that i was like very on board with and it could have been frustrating um but i was actually intrigued i I was like all right sign me up i'm i'm into this kind of setup you know Uh um and yeah I, i think like where the setup goes um i guess there's less fireworks you could say but, but yeah. the, I don't necessarily think that's totally a negative. It's just, um, I don't know. I, because I, I, I was still enthralled. So I, I don't, I don't, it's hard to see that as a negative, but I will say, yeah, season one is more just like. It's action packed. It's action packed. Yeah. But I think that the filmmaker, you know, well, I heard that. Okay. I'm not sure if she, what she said about season two, if she even wanted to do a season two at first. I think that originally there was not supposed to be a season two. And that she had said that there was not going to be a season two when asked, like, at the end of season one, if there was going to be a season two. And then, of course, she gave in and did a season two. Yeah. I I mean, are you happy that there is a season two? Yeah. Well, sure. It just provided me with more watching pleasure, like, more watching (laughs) material. Well, I will say, though, that that was part of my worry with going even going into season two is, you know, I feel like season one ends in a way that is fairly satisfying to me um, and conclusive. And so I was a little worried, like, is this just going to feel like, for instance, the Breaking Bad movie where it, like, is unnecessary. But I actually feel like it made it feel pretty necessary. It, it made it feel like a a, a uh, deserved um, continuation of the story. Yeah, I mean, it also kind of deals with, like, you know, how does, uh, what's her name again? Alyssa. Oh, Alyssa. Wait, is that her name? Alyssa. Alyssa, yeah. How does she deal with the, you know what like what are the mental repercussions of what she endured yes you yeah. know in se- season one which yeah. was like a lot of heavy stuff and yeah that's not like s- something to be taken lightly and i feel like this actually kind of grapples with that yes and, and i liked that kind of her uh what's his name again the boy oh my god i just said it too what was it? Uh, james james how does He's got repercussions too. I mean, yeah, that's what I mean. Like this season is more about the fallout in a way. It's like it's like the mental fallout. Well, certainly where it ended in season one, you were like, "Oh my god, what happened?" And you're not necessarily feeling like it's over. Mm-hmm. But it could be. Yeah. You know, it could just be like a crazy ending that doesn't give you everything you want. Like I was into the, I was right. into the the inconclusiveness because it felt satisfying enough. But it definitely could have gone on. Yes. Like there there was definitely room for more. Yeah. With, with this one, I guess we can get into spoilers. <laughs> All right. So we're going to talk spoilers. So if you haven't seen End of the Fucking World Season 2, uh, you should tune out. Give it a watch. I think, you know, it sounds like we both recommend it. So, um, yeah. So Season 2, we're going to talk spoilers. So tune out if you care about spoilers. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Why don't we just brief the end of Season 1, um, which is James and Alyssa uh are kind of caught basically the they it all kind of catches up with them that they they murdered this um this guy early on in the season and at the end of the season uh one of the cops shoots uh or or we don't really know what happens murder him they had to kill him in self-defense what oh yeah well 
Yes, but as far as the cops know, they think that they murdered murdered him because they don't know the truth, which is that guy is like a rapist, a rapist, and and um was like torturing women and Mm -hmm. yeah. So like they killed someone who was a bad person in self defense, but the all the details aren't there for the cops. So the cops just are like pursuing them as the murderers, and uh, it kind of comes to a head at the very end of the season. You see James running off into the distance, and uh, you see someone one of the cops like point a gun and then you just hear a gunshot over a black screen. And then that's the end. Like it's a, it's sort of like this mystery. Like, did he get shot or did they miss or like what happened, you know? And you could maybe just assume that he died or, or you just don't really know. Yeah. So picking up with season two, I thought it was kind of an exciting start to like co- basically right from the jump, abandon that story and like start with someone totally fresh. Like right when you start up a season, it's like, hi, my name's, uh, what's her name bonnie oh yeah and and then it's like going into her backstory or whatever it's like all of a sudden about this totally new character and i even thought because i didn't see any promo materials for this at all i was like oh shit like is this not even going to like involve them or like you know i figured it would down the line and of course it does pretty quickly but i was like oh shit is this just going to be like about a new kind of like psychopath in a way Um. Uh, but then of course pretty quickly bonnie's story collides with um the guy that um Alyssa and james um killed in self-defense uh in season one and then you're like starting to put the pieces together like okay this is just going to like kind of fill out more of the story and it's sort of revealed that she was in love with him and she at the end of episode one bonnie was in love with the man that Alyssa and james killed in self-defense yes and at the end of season or at the end of episode one it's established that she's kind of on she finds out that on a James mission and Alyssa, to get vengeance yeah because him. she found out that they killed him and so her not really knowing the full story of who he is the monster that this guy that he's that she's in love with is uh she is now pursuing them so that's kind of the driving force behind yeah. this whole se- season is that she's wants to kill Alyssa and james and, and what so, did you think of that intro i mean were you i thought it was okay no i liked her whole backstory i thought that was interesting i think that when we very first meet her in the little mini mart and she's like i was in jail the, that whole scene was a little i don't know whatever <laughs> um but then i felt like they backed it up well with yeah. her you know backstory kind of mm-hmm. but and i was just all in like it just I, felt like acting in that first scene you know when she's like i'm i'm a killer i thought overall she was really good though yeah she was pretty good yeah, um, I thought that the cinematography, by the way, was ec- excellent. Just really yeah. so cool, and like all of the set designs, you the know, colors. I just I love how like all the shot they would he would use like a lot of wide shots um, to kind of showcase like the scene, and all of the scene like the settings were almost always like very symmetrical. Mm-hmm. You know, like all the set designs were just like perfectly symmetrical. It's a little Wes Anderson y. I just like the whole vibe. Kinda, yeah, but not quite as like twee. In my <laughs> I knew opinion. you were gonna say that. But I, mean, I actually think that Wes Anderson's set design is well, fucking. No, incredible. Wes Anderson's that is totally undeniable. Yeah, I agree. And that's but what I think I mean, Wes like Anderson's stuff is a little bit more over the top. You know, like I think that he is, takes yeah. it to the net like his stuff has a lot of stuff in it. Like I feel that his sets usually have just so many so much detail which i uh, love 
this stuff this is a little bit more like minimal and a little mm-hmm. more mod and the camera's almost always locked down yes or it's like on a uh, dolly uh, yeah like, there's not i can't recall much handheld like right it's, for the I most like, part it's very just like it just makes everything and, feel yeah. so direct and so intentional and yeah. like just polished mm-hmm. everything just has a really polished clean like tailored it's incredible the, the quality of like yeah the cinematography and the lighting and, and the yeah. set design and that's really it's in, it's of, very impressive it's like so pro i mean it, to me it's just really high end and it is yeah. that's why i'm just so shocked that it's not more famous you know i think maybe it's bigger in the uk well i know that but i i just um I don't know why it hasn't like fully taken off here because to mm-hmm. me it just seems like it would have so much appeal to like a, a pretty good sized audience, you know? It reminds me a little bit even of like the tone of a Tarantino movie at times yeah. too. Like it's oh, just yeah. like this pulpy, fun yes. kind of, you know, it, it's it's always humorous and exciting even when it's dark, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't get it. To me, the quality of this show is pretty high very high yeah compared to some stuff that's like out there that you know you know what i was thinking even as, I, as i was watching season two i was just like so engrossed in this i was just like i actually think this is one of my favorite shows that's like currently airing you know oh, yeah like there it's just so good <laughs> right and, and especially look I, I will say the whole time i was very engaged it's not like i wouldn't recommend any part of this but especially in the first half of the second season mm-hmm. i was just like Man, every single episode is just a fucking banger. This is just like so good. Of the second season? Of second season, like the first half for me, like just the introduction of Bonnie, I was all in. And then like the second episode where she kind of runs, run in uh, their stories or no, actually before she collides with them, then, you know, then we now we kind of catch up with Alyssa. We see where she's at. She's about to get married. And then we very quickly, she has her run in with uh, James and then, you know, it's like the realization that he's still alive. And and I was just like, oh, my God, this is so it's all just like so well executed from a story perspective. Mm-hmm. And then we get some background on what James went through, like his recovery, where he's kind of at mentally now, which is definitely a different place from season one. Um, like there's more remorse, I would say, from him. There's more feeling and emotion like he's he's now pursuing, I think, like more human connection than in the first one where he's like a more um, in uh, introvert kind of mm-hmm. kind of vibe, uh, and yeah, it was just like really exciting. And and then the of course impending doom coming of of Bonnie, like you know Bonnie's out there and she's going to like and also, try and kill them at least. I felt like this, sh- even though there were times when I was like out, like just outwardly, uh, verbally trying to predict what was going to happen. I'd be like, oh, they're they're all three going to become friends and then you know somehow i don't know it's going to work out or something like that like that didn't happen but and it's so things kind of defied expectation but went in in ways that were like creative and and not necessarily totally the opposite of what you would expect but that what like kind of dove deeper into something that maybe you could have predicted but actually created in a way that was not contrived or felt felt cheesy you know what i mean like Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was almost like they did have a kind of compassion for Bonnie, you know? Yeah. At the end. And it wasn't that they became friends and it wasn't like sugarcoated or no. anything like that, but that there was this understanding mm-hmm. and there was, there was a connection that was formed between the three of them at the end, and I which think- I thought was going to happen, but not in that way. 
Yeah, cool. I, I think it's not always about like what, like predicting. Because yeah, I mean, maybe you can predict some stuff in this, but I actually think that overall, like you said, it does defy expectations a lot. And for me, I wasn't even really trying to like predict predict because it's it. I, I was just really on board with whatever was going to happen. And me too. I mean, and, and I actually think that they do a pretty good job of establishing that kind of almost anything's on the table. Like you don't really right. know. It doesn't, it feels like they could do anything. Like I even thought truly like it felt like one of them could die in the end, you know, well, you just th- don't really know. No, I mean, here, I, the only reason I was predicting was because there is a kind of pro- a plot driving force. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like to the show. I mean, yeah, definitely. there's obviously like this impending, thing happening Mm -hmm. with bonnie's presence you know what i mean and so you're constantly wondering like oh she's in the car with them what's going to happen next you know and you know also when they get to the motel and they meet the guy Mm -hmm. and there's like some foreshadowing there with his character Mm -hmm. like oh she's gonna hook up with him or oh what's gonna happen with her and that guy Mm -hmm. you know and he seems like a nice guy but is he a nice guy Mm -hmm. stuff like that i mean there's just they're constantly kind of giving you things to kind of play with and wonder about Mm -hmm. and so naturally i think the like tendency would be to predict Mm -hmm. but it's not like (laughs) it's not necessarily predictable and like i think that it's and even if it is predictable it's not bad (laughs) in that way like i think that it can go places it could go it could go anywhere it's proving and do a good job of that yeah it's proving that it can make bold decisions yeah you just you don't really know where it's going to end up and ultimately let's talk about uh let's get to the ending okay I, so when bonnie basically shoots them both <laughs> or i thought i thought that, that was, was real. real and i was like oh my god they went there that's what i mean is like that that's that's i love that scene for a few reasons um but anton did call that out by the way he was like it's a dream well so did josh i was watching with josh you were watching with anton that's funny oh, wow, yeah. um but you know what I, I often do in those situations where something extreme happens, like a main character dies, you're like, okay, come on, it's just like a dream. But I felt like the show does such a could good job of, of you making you think that really they could do something like that right. in that show. Right. And because they kind of held on it for a fairly long time, mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit. And, and in a way, it was kind well, of... Also, exci- that's kind of the new normal now. Shows are like killing main characters left and right. I guess, so, yeah, sometimes, but... Well, they do. I mean, I just... It happened. I mean, it's been going on for a while. So I did think, like, I guess they could have done it. They but when it does it. happen, it's definitely a shock. It's a shock to the system, and it definitely makes you feel like, oh, it's all over. You know. Uh huh. I audibly but. said out loud, like, "Holy shit!" Like, <laughs> I thought I thought that like the last episode was just going to be like the kind of aftermath of them dying, or like, what would that mean? And and I was like, in a way. In a way, it would have been cool if that was real. I kind of think so too. I like when it showed when it became when it became clear that it was not real. Obviously, mm-hmm. I was kind of like, ah, oh, they didn't really have the guts to go mm-hmm. there, did they? Because I thought, yeah. how crazy and kind of awesome would it have been if they full on went there? Yeah, because it would have just been such a crazy, in a way, like perfect ending to this, like, you know, dark dark story, like dark story. That where else could they have gone in their lives after this? You know what I mean? after what they'd gone through and it kind of felt like their stories were so intertwined and like their paths were so intertwined at this point. I mean, uh, what's her name? And Alyssa. Jane, Alyssa, Alyssa and, and James. James, you got, you get the sense that like they can't really live without each other, but they mm-hmm. certainly can't live with each other. Mm-hmm. What else is there for them? Mm-hmm. It's kind of a perfect ending for them. 
but it's also not like a sugar-coated ending by any means. Mm-hmm. It's not a happy ending. No. But in this world that they've created, <laughs> it's a perfect ending because it's like a fucked up dark world that never changes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, their dynamic is really interesting towards the end of the season too because like because of course we're getting lots of um, internal monologues um, yeah. from them. You're constantly kind of being reminded of what they're doing and what they're thinking and it's often different. Like they're always kind of thinking that they could they they wish that they could say this one thing and then out loud they say something totally different Which or they say nothing. Which is frustrating. It's frustrating it's frustrating but um but I think it's, it's like, like kind of warranted because of course we both know as the audience because we're hearing their internal monologues right. that they both deeply care about each other. Like right. they both ultimately they're in love with each other but that they aren't they both have these like issues with um expressing emotion in in their own ways like Alyssa's kind of like this more stubborn hard-edged you know exterior but ultimately she does have a lot of feelings for him yeah but she just doesn't know how to express it and then James is sort of like this he's not like hard-edged or anything but he just doesn't know how to connect with people I don't think in in a good way and uh but it's also just like, oh, man, the whole time, like the first half of the show, you're like, just tell her that the mom told you to write this letter and that's why <laughs> you didn't talk to her for freaking ever, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, or whatever. But at least I will say one thing about this season that I was glad about, which was that they didn't really separate them for that long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which they did in the first season and it was really upsetting when it was they the only like, bad part of the first season for me yeah like when they were separated for so long you're just like put them back together they're because so they're so much fun to watch y- together yeah, totally. their chemistry and it's yeah it's not as fun to watch them not together yeah i totally agree which i think and they, they almost are never not together but uh, there, I, there is some scenes of course but like i think they realize that this season though maybe like that maybe they actually i don't know i wonder if people gave them that feedback on the last season sure they did, yeah. and they finally and they like took that into account Mm-hmm. but Maybe. it also just felt warranted that I they were together for the amount of time they worked like it, it never felt like they were just forcing them together to oh, be together no, yeah, like yeah. It, the reasons they were together always made sense and i think that's actually pretty impressive considering the ending and considering where they were as characters like to get them to a place where they naturally would end up you know back in a car again on like a road trip right that could very easily have felt like oh they're just trying to like recreate the magic of season one but like the situations that they found themselves in were always warranted and it always it it always felt motivated that they would want to still be hanging out with each other oh yeah it was great i mean man (laughs) it was so good it was good i liked it i hope there is a season three but in a way like i don't know i mean i guess what would it be like them much older and then the show just kind of like showing insight into what their lives have been like in the last 10 years or something uh i mean i, I guess they know. could wait a long time for these actors to grow up and then well, I because mean, no, already a few years had passed since they filmed right. season one so they are you know they visibly look older and it also takes place a few years after anyways so it's like the the natural time that has passed since they shot season one yeah is factored into it which i liked i like that they didn't try and like play it off like they were still 17 or whatever because obviously they don't look 17 anymore i think they look 17 <laughs> i mean how old are they supposed to be uh this takes place three years after which is it's three years after they shot season one. Oh, so, so they're 20 so um 20 and 21 because oh. james had just turned 18 at the end of the season one. Oh, it's like the day he oh, turns right. 18 is when he gets shot Oh wow! Okay. And um, Alyssa is seventeen. They I mentioned- don't know. I think they like both could easily pass for however old they were. They still look one. young, but I mean, you know, they do look a little older. I mean, I guess they look a little older, but I think that probably could have been because that's how they wanted them to look. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but I mean, 
Yeah, I thought it was fun. Definitely oh. a fun watch. And I was uh, <laughs> I was very giddy when Sybil Bear uh, played it in the last episode. One of her songs was played. She's that woman who oh, yeah. recorded these songs for yeah, her yeah. kids in the 60s, but they weren't released until like way later. Oh. One of her songs plays in the final episode. And I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe they got her. Oh, like, that's cool. You know what else they played? So crazy. They played in the second to last episode was Josephine Foster. Hmm, I don't know her. Whose record is sitting right on top of that uh-huh. uh, closet that I made. Um, who? Uh, well, I, Okay, Josephine Foster is an artist who played a show in Santa Cruz when I was in my senior year in Santa Cruz and she played the house show and I just like thought she was amazing. Mm-hmm. She's just, like this awesome folk singer. Yeah. And um, like, I think Devander Banhart recorded on her record. She was kind of up in the like yeah. freak folk scene up, up back in, in the like early 2000s. Anyway, like she, I didn't, I don't know if she had like a huge following for a long time, but like hearing her song and that show was like really cool. Excellent music choices throughout. Yeah. Um, all right, let's wrap it up. Um, End of the fucking world, season two. Check it out. Check out season one, obviously, first. Um, but yeah, the show's great. More people need to know about it. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your loved ones. Tell your dogs. Tell everybody. Tell everybody. That's all I got to say. Um, anything else? Any closing closing mm. thoughts before we wrap this up? Nah. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in um, to another episode of Totally Tell Me. We're a bi-weekly podcast. Uh, talk about movies and music and all sorts of shit. Um, we are on all podcast services. Please uh, give us a give us a like, give us a rating, give all sorts of that stuff. Write a quick little review on iTunes, especially, so we can like you know move up these rankings or something. I mean, fuck for fuck's sake here. If you like the show, like for fuck's sake. If you like the show and you haven't given us a five star rating, like we need it. You know, we we would love it. We would love it. And thank you so much for, for those who have. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, we'll be back in two weeks with a new episode of Totally Tell Me. Yeah.